welcome back to the Impactful Relationships Podcast. I'm so glad you're taking time out of your day to join us. If you haven't already, take a few minutes to slow down. Notice what are the things that you can see? What are the things that you can physically feel? What are the things that you can hear? What can you smell? What can you taste? Bring yourself back to the present moment and allow yourself just to be. In this episode today, we're going to have a guest join us. Let me introduce her. I'm excited for our conversation today. I have Sarah Carpenter with me, who is the founder of Sarah Carpenter Coaching, a life coach, facilitator, and community builder. Um, how are you, Sarah? I'm glad to have you here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. I'm doing great. Awesome. And I, I was excited to have our audience be able to get to know you a little bit as you're in that coaching, facilitating space. Um, which there's overlap kind of sometimes with the therapeutic world, but also some key differences. So for maybe people who kind of is their first introduction or at least first introduction getting to know you, um, what is it that you do as a coach? Yeah, um, I think so. My my space that I like to hold for people is for folks who have been on their personal development journey, they've been going to therapy, they've been listening to the podcast, they read the books, and they have this sort of intellectual knowledge of, I know what I need, right? Like I have tools, I have a stocked tool belt, I'm engaged in the process. And then there are situations when we're stressed or we're overwhelmed or, you know, life just is in chaos, like it's sort of in right now. And all of a sudden you lose access to all of those tools. Like, you know, but somehow like in the moment you sort of forget them all. And, and that process between knowing and having the intellectual knowledge and it being really integrated into your life where it becomes your default mode, there's such a huge gap between those two things. And so when I work with clients, I like to work with them in, in helping them come back to themselves over and over and over as they move from the intellectual knowledge to the actual integrated full living knowledge, you know? Um, and I, I love to do it in a way that is gentle, that it's just about we're here right now. It's not necessarily about goal setting and about this like pushing forward and, you know, because in, in my experience in, in therapy, and this isn't true for, for everybody, but for me, it's, it's been a lot of heavy work, you know, it's been a lot of, um, it's been a lot of bringing up things that are sort of hard to look at and it's a lot of emotional labor. And so in my practice, I kind of like to counterbalance that where we just get sort of some stillness and we just get to be, and we just get to remember that we are doing a good job, even when it feels like we aren't. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a long, the long, short answer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that. And just that notion of someone coming back to themselves and the integration of the, the skills and tools. And I think a lot of times when people think of a coach, they're thinking of like a high school basketball coach or the sales coach that's like, all right, we're going to grind this out. Or like, what's going on? Let's get these results. Right. Versus almost like a, I don't know if like a therapeutic coach, cause it's not therapy, but there's like therapeutic elements to it that cultivates healing and belonging and connection. That's also like different than the therapy world and therapy space. And 
sometimes that's hard to explain. Like, how have you found to be able to explain that to people of like, this is how what I do aligns with therapy, can go hand in hand, or it's different that may be a good fit for you and therapy may not be. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the clients that I work with, I either refer to therapy or have been through therapy. I think therapy mm -hmm. is such an important part of it because um, if you don't, and, and I am not the same as all other coaches, a lot of coaches, life coaches in particular are the very action oriented goal focused. Let's move you forward. And there's definitely a place for that. But for me, I, I find that helping people who have already sort of done that heavy lifting, they've already done that work. And what they need now is the supportive space in the moment, right? I can't tell you how many times I wanted to reach out to my therapist and just be like, can you just talk me through this situation? Can you just remind me of what I know? Because, you know, like we can know something intellectually and we can be like, I know the right boundaries are a good example, right? Learning to set boundaries, especially if it's with close people in your life, your family members, whatever. So you yeah. set the boundary and intellectually, you know, this was the right choice, but your body is screaming at you like, you, they're going to hate you. You're a horrible person. Family is everything. Why? You know, I mean, there's always that like conflict between the two parts of us. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I get to come in as sort of the, uh, I want to say like the listening ear, the best friend, the whatever with, with the professional boundaries, but I get to relax those a little bit more than, than we do in a therapeutic session or a setting because I'm not regulated by, by ethical laws, like a therapist is. Um, and so I get to just be there in the mo moment and help people remember like, no, this is okay. You're not crazy. You're doing the right thing. And sometimes we have that. And just in our, we have that person that we can go to in the moment that we can talk to. They're just part of our social circle. They're part of our you know, our lives already. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, even for someone like me, I, I have some really amazing friends who know how to hold space for me without trying to fix it or judge me or whatever, but they're going through their own stuff too. You know, they've got, they're not always available to listen to me. And I like being able to be that person that is always available because my, my practice, I guess I should mention is we do partly, um, in one-on-one -on -one sessions together. And the rest of the time it's through a video messaging app called Marco Polo. So they can message me in any situation at any time. And then I can get back to them shortly with my own message and response. And so, yeah, it, I get to be, I get to be just this supportive space for people that, um, you know, I, I don't think you can find as easily or as accessible in the traditional therapy setting. Yeah, I I like that. And as you were describing, like the example of setting boundaries of what someone experiences, like one of the things I'll share with my clients is when you start to make these type of changes in your life, other people aren't going to like it. And you may, you're going to have this doubt and that's probably an indication you're on the right track, but it surely doesn't feel that way to them in the moment, right? It's like, yeah. Oh crap. What did I just do? I just made the biggest mistake or my partner's going to reject me or, and they're used to typically like fixing things or just withdrawing and shutting down or people pleasing. So they're changing that dynamic. But then the other thing that often goes with their head that they don't always tell me, it's like, 
I got two weeks or seven days till my next therapy appointment. Like, mm-hmm. right. And sitting in that anxiety and that distress is a lot. And sometimes they're able to hopefully work through that with the skills we've been working on. And other times, you know, they'll come back in and be like, I don't even know what's going on. Like this happened. What do we do? Like, and, yeah. and so I think it can be a long wait period where that's not right. Like, at least in my therapy practice, it would not be designed to be, yep, you know, reach out to me. I can get back to you same day or two days or something, right? It's like not a crisis, not an intervention service. So it's, here's kind of the boundaries and expectations. We're going to do some deep work here together in sessions. And then in between, like, let's see what support system we can get in place to help you um, so that you can kind of thrive on your own and not be always just reliant on the therapeutic process when I think of the coaching like I also think sometimes of like this is another add-on or tool resource to help you grow outside of therapy and to um, hopefully help get yourself to that next level that as you kind of mentioned you can connect in a different way than therapy which isn't good or bad it just is like it's great just like therapy is great so that's yeah. what I was thinking about as you you were sharing that. How have you seen those type of dynamics though play out in your your work? Yeah, um, I you know it's surprising that and and I didn't anticipate this, but um, several mm-hmm. of my clients were also in therapy at the same time they were working with me, and I was kind of like, why why are why do you have both? And one of my clients said, she's like, I feel like when I work with you, my, the work that I do in therapy gets to happen so much faster. She's like, I feel like I show up, I'm ready. I'm, I've processed, I've been able to integrate what we've talked about and I'm ready to move through the next thing rather than taking two steps forward and one step back every time, you know, and I, and I think that's true. And, and the reality is like, if we lived in a perfect society, you wouldn't need me. I, there wouldn't, but we have this hyper individualized culture where we are, I think from birth <laughs> somehow inadvertently taught that we should be able to do everything and we should be able to do it well. And we should be able to do it ourselves. And that just is not how we're designed. We're designed for community. We're designed for co-regulation and for connection. And sadly, we don't always have that accessible in the way that our world is designed and the way that our culture is designed, like we need the place to go and to process and to be heard and to be seen and to be witnessed and to have somebody reflect back to us our goodness, not just how we're feeling or how we missed the mark or how we should be hustling or how we should be doing better. We need somebody to reflect to us that our worth is here already right now. You're good. You're okay. You know, you don't need to be fixed. And we just, the the sad, the sad reality is, is we just, even when we have these, these really beautiful friendships and deep connections with people, we, we just don't have that level of support always that we need, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really well, well said. And it made me think about, like, I'll ask anyone coming in for counseling, like, what would a successful outcome look like for you? And Specifically, I do a lot of work with couples. So when couples come in, the most common answer is like improved communication. That's what they're saying. But what they're not communicating likely because they haven't experienced it is that they want to feel safe and secure and witnessed and seen at a deep level and desired and desirable and sexy and intimate and and trusted and confident in themselves in their relationship, right? That's what they're really longing for and wanting. But they just say, I want to communicate better. 
And so in the therapy side, like when we can dive in and do the deep work, right, of those childhood wounds, the trauma, the betrayal trauma, the mistrust, the inability to hold boundaries, the, you know, the poor emotional regu regulation, low emotional intelligence that's not like they're not broken, right? It's just how they've learned to do this dance that's not working and they haven't had the tools or their nervous system is reactive and responding to things. And so they're both trying to do different dances and it doesn't work. And then that part of like balancing that independence versus like dependence in a relationship, because dependence is a healthy thing in a safe and connected relationship, just like being independent is and both are needed. And what I've seen is a lot of couples when we've been able to kind of do the kind of initial and working stage of therapy, when they get to this point of like, they're applying the tools, they're doing the things, they're kind of doing a lot more work outside of the therapy sessions than in the therapy session. Like some of it's, okay, I am assigning you homework to go and do this as a couple to talk about this or go and do these things. And that's where I've seen on my side a lot. It's like these additional resources would be really helpful for you right now because I'm not going to be able, it's not kind of within the scope of what I do to sit and talk with you three times during the week when you're saying, Hey, I just had this conversation with my partner or man, I just set this boundary with my parents or this just happened. Or my boss just said this to me at work and it was like this, right? Hopefully they have the tools to work through that, but when they can have that community, that support system um, to be able to do that work, I think it makes a big difference. And that's, um, that's typically <laughs> like I'm, I'm laughing. It's typically I've seen, women buy into that more and sometimes that community aspect is much more difficult for men to buy into or that vulnerability part to be able to open up and connect and so i think on both sides there's a lot of value to getting that that additional additional support um so yeah. i didn't have a question in there but kind of more just hearing what you've said and see yeah this is how it could apply to some of the, the therapy side of things like that yeah. And I think the other part of it too, is even if you, when we have those support systems, there's always an element of, you know, if I'm talking to, for example, my best friend, my best friend has these, this view of me, right? She knows me, she loves me and whatever, but there's still this, like how I'm doing impacts her life and the choices that I make are still like, will still show up in her life in some way because we're close. And so there, there's something different about having a coach who is a friend, but not a friend, you know, who is not invested in your life, who has no personal agenda, who doesn't care, you know, doesn't care how long it takes you to reach these goals, doesn't care how many times you have. I, I mean, I cannot tell you <laughs> clients all the time. They're like, I'm so sorry. You have to talk me through this again. I'm so sorry. I know you must be sick of me saying this. I know you've heard me say this at the, and it's like, no, I'm not sick of it. That's, that's why I'm here because it doesn't, you can't create new neural pathways. You know, I mean, you can't rewire your brain because somebody told you something once, right? It's that act of repeating it over and over and over again. And so being able to sit with people in that where I'm not, I'm not their friend, I, you're paying me, it is my job to be present here for you. And I love it. I don't do it just because it's my, it's not like, well, you're paying me. So I guess I'll listen to you ramble. I, I mean, I genuinely love it. I love being able to hold that, that space for people in the, like, 
yeah, you had this conversation with your partner. It feels really gross. Let's talk about it. You know, like, or, or just to say, yeah, it's hard. Yep. <laughs> you know, and to just validate that because we don't, we haven't learned in our, again, in our culture and our society and whatever to trust ourselves. You know, we sort of, for better or worse, we need somebody outside of ourselves to like validate that, oh, I'm not crazy. Even though I'm fully in flight mode, all I want to do is run away and hide because I feel like the biggest jerk because I just told my mom, I want to go no contact or whatever, you know, um, having somebody just be like, no, you're, you're okay. You're on the right track is just like, you know, there's like such a, I don't know. I don't know what the science is behind why having somebody outside of ourselves validate and witness and um, just be able to hold that space for us is so healing and soothing to, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those triggered parts. Yeah, I, I think for sure. And like, as you said, you can know something like I can have the knowledge of something, even as a therapist or as a coach, I'm sure, right? Like, you can have the knowledge, the skill set, the tools, and the ability, and that's all great until the nervous system gets triggered. And then now I'm sitting in this moment. I can know the thing. I can do the thing. I can know exactly what to do, but my body's screaming something else. It's like, all right, Kyle would tell me this in this moment, or this is what we've talked about, yet I'm doing the exact opposite. And that's where like sometimes shame can set in. Because that's how your body has learned to respond, how those neural pathways have been developed, that I'm having this trauma response is what that is, right? That's getting hijacked, that I'm I'm fighting, I am freezing, I'm just people pleasing, I'm just running away from the situation and, and shutting down because that's what I've learned to do in these moments. And learning to respond differently, it's like great in theory and practice, we can talk about this. It's a whole nother thing in the moment. When whatever the situation is, especially if there's kind of ongoing stress, like just had a conversation with my co-parent and it just got real. How am I going to do this now? Or, well, Thanksgiving's coming up. That's great. I've had this. Like, am I really ready to have Thanksgiving on my own? Or am I going to have a really uncomfortable and weird Thanksgiving interaction with my family when I go home? Right. Like these situations that just pull you right back in and your nervous system feels like. I'm in all these moments I've been through before and it feels like everything just happened again. So having that secure base, those people that you can trust, whether this is your therapist, a coach, a a friend, you know, whoever this is, that's not emotionally invested in that can help you be honest with yourself. That can also help you see different perspectives and sit with you in difficult moments. That's not going to reinforce the shame of like, I can't believe you went to that dinner again. You know, you've done this 30 times, you just did it again. Or like, okay, you made the choice to go. Great. Right. And it didn't go how you want it. So now what's this going to look like? Or be able to sit be like, okay, you just said you're not going to Thanksgiving dinner and it feels like your world just fell apart. It's okay. You're on the right track. Right. And and help them make those Mm -hmm. value-based decisions as opposed to the just emotionally pulled decisions that kind of pulls back to shame. And then they end up in this pit of despair that's like, you're probably sick of hearing from me again. We're like, man, we've been talking about the same thing forever, right? And if they're not saying that, they're probably feeling that or thinking mm-hmm. it. So there's such value to what you were sharing about having that secure base um, for someone yeah. to help them work through. 
Yeah. And the other thing that you just made me think of that my clients say to me all the time, which I think was really interesting is, and this is how I know we're, we're coming to the end of our coaching, you know, is they'll say things to me. Like I, I was in this situation, this thing happened. And then I heard your voice in my head and I made the right decision. Right. I say, right. in finger quotes, whatever that is, you know, like whatever the, the, they made the choice that felt the most authentic and aligned to them, you know? And I always think it's so interesting that sometimes we need to borrow somebody else's voice until we can learn to trust our own. And I love being able to provide people with an alternative to that inner critic. That's always telling them how they're failing, what they're doing wrong, how they should have done it differently. And we all have that voice, right? And, and at times it's quiet and in times, at times it's just screaming. And so when I can be an alternative to that, when they have another voice, because it's so hard to trust our own voice, you know, in that moment, we just, it takes, it takes a lot, a lot of time and a long process before we just know that that we're going to, we're going to do the right thing. And so, yeah, being able to let people borrow this voice of non-judgment of support of love until they can sort of embrace that for themselves. And it becomes their own voice is just, you know, that's one of my, that's one of the things that like, feels like sacred work to me that, you know, like somebody gets to hear my voice when they feel whatever. And really it's, it's not mine, it's theirs, but it's easier to listen to when it comes in the form in the package of mine. So anyway, yeah. 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 There's so much of that work. I think that's modeling for, you know, the people that we work with, how to do these things themselves, because they're very capable of doing it, right? They're not broken. They have the tools and the abilities um, within them to, to do that. So sometimes when it's like, I'm hearing your voice or like, I thought, you would say this, or I remember when you talked about this, right? That's really themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And leaning into the change and, and making the decisions. And it's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, one of the things I think like when I've worked with couples, like I'll tell them this, like one of the things I'll look forward to know, like when we make, might be ready to transition is when I'm not saying anything in, in sessions, like you just come in and you're talking and I'm just sitting there listening. And at the end, I might even say to you like, so I'm curious, like, what do you need me for? Like, mm-hmm. why, why are we still having this conversation? And sometimes there's valid reasons. And other times it's like, I don't know. It's a good question. I'm like, well, maybe we shouldn't. Like, what would that look right? And, and continue the dialogue. So. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. When, when people aren't really coming to me anymore with like the, when all they're looking for now is validation, I, I had to fire a client fire. I say that in finger quotes, <laughs> a client recently where I was like, you know, I've noticed that when you come to me, all you're looking for is for me to tell you that, that what you're doing and what you're thinking and what you're saying is, you know, you're just looking for validation. And I was like, it's, it's time for you to trust your voice. Like you already know, you know, you don't, you don't need me anymore. You know what you're doing. You've, you've learned to live in alignment and to trust yourselves. And that doesn't mean things don't get hard. I mean, we're never getting to a point where life just feels like, you know, roses and rainbows all the time. But I think success is when we can take those hard moments and we can stay connected to ourselves and we can stay aligned and we can move through it in a way that feels where we're not abandoning ourselves. Like that is, that mm-hmm. for me is success. And it's fun to watch 
clients like grad that that trust in themselves gradually grow until it's like, yeah, you don't, you don't I I love talking to you. I could talk to you forever, but you don't actually need me anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful place to get to. For sure. Are there other um thoughts, tidbits, Sarah, that you wanted to make sure like I want to make sure people hear this today. I wanted to make sure this was shared. I think we've covered most of it. I think just remembering that, you know, I think um, just to talk about like the nitty gritty of it, I think a lot of the times the barrier for folks is having to pay, right? It's that like, all that sounds great, but like, I'm not, I don't want to pay for that. I don't want to invest the money in that. I don't want to, and, and the thing that I tell people, and that's fine, you know, I, I mean, sometimes there really are financial barriers and, and I understand that. Um, but I, I, I don't think we always recognize that the greatest investment we could ever make more than stocks, more than homes or real estate is in ourselves because the work you do on yourself is going to touch every aspect of your life. You know, the house can't make you happy. You know, the, the, the stock options, the boat, the vacations, none of that will transform your life in the way that working on your own mental and emotional health will. And I, I wish that we had a society that saw like peace and ease and joy as success versus, you know, the the material possessions and the bank accounts and the status or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, um, I guess that's the last piece is that what, you know, it doesn't have to be me or, or Kyle, it could be whatever, but taking that time and, and in really investing in yourself is, is what's going to make your life when you are on your deathbed and looking back at my life and was it fulfilling? Did I, was it a life that I loved? That's what's going to make that a yes, not the possessions, not the status, those sorts of things. So anyway, yeah. I guess that's my, that's my parting thought. Yeah. I, I like that. And I think when people can learn to make those value-based decisions, it can be life-changing, whether that is starting their own business, going into therapy, going into coaching, running marathons, writing a book, doing yoga, going to the community water polo. I don't know, right? whatever yeah. it is for them. Like I think when you can lean into that, you'll get results um, in your life versus just kind of checking the boxes and doing the things because I was supposed to. And then you end up with a house and a boat and vacations or a job. And you're like, why am I so miserable? Why yeah. am I not happy? Um, and it has nothing to do with, I'm sure the boat's a lot of fun and it could be a very value-based thing that changes your life but it's not about the boat. So yep, exactly. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. Well, sir, I really appreciated the conversation. Um, if listeners are want to get a hold of you or connect with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? Um, I, I mean, I'm pretty active on Instagram. So my handle is Sarah Carpenter coaching. And if you want to reach out to me by email, my email is Sarah at Sarah, the Um, those are the two way best ways to connect with me. And I, you know, I love just for me, life is about relationships and connections, not about transactions. And so I'm always happy to, you know, and with anybody who's curious about coaching or just wants to chat for a minute, you know, I always do a free initial conversation. And then also I never want people to 
Um, I always want people to feel comfortable and confident that our work together is going to be valuable. And so when I work with coaches or when I, when I coach folks, I give them, you know, two weeks where we get to work together before I charge them anything so that we can be sure that it's a good fit, that we're going to be able to make, um, you know, a sustainable impact. Um, but yeah, I just love the opportunity to get to know people and to build those relationships. And so, I'm, I'm pretty safe to have a discussion with where we're not going to be like, act now and I'll throw in, you know, or you have to decide in 24 hours. I'm not, I'm not going to give you any of that. So yeah, I I look forward to getting to know people and having conversations. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. All about the good relationships with good people. Um, Well, thanks again for your time, sir. I really appreciate it today. Okay. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you so much for listening today. As always, this podcast is not counseling. This is not therapy. This does not constitute a therapeutic relationship in any way. This is not information or advice specific to you in your circumstance or situation because I don't know your circumstance or information. This is simply information and information that I hope that you find impactful. Thank you so much for listening in. Share this episode with a friend. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and I look forward to having you back on future episodes.